life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 Podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we're so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. We sat down today and we were talking about some uh, new new items that you got. Yeah, from, you, from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you sit at a soccer field all day watching soccer and there's downtime. So you get on your phone and you surf whatever. <laughs> I go to Amazon and I, I try to find cool things for my office that are unique i'm like sorry have- i'm laughing because because <laughs> what you chose I, I, when i think of cool stuff i'm like you have a lot of really cool stuff like literally really cool stuff in your office and the two items that you have today, so so i'm like actually a little surprised two weeks Matt ago had. i bought a um a knight that is like on his knee with his hands in the air that holds a pen yeah not that's kind of cool. I, I, it's, I've been eyeing that. Actually. Yep. So I, I found that, yeah. which I, I think that's kind of cool. And then I wanted a little skull made out of crystal. It's like hand carved. It's just like a little piece you put on a desk, whatever. It's a skull. I got one question. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I, 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 I like the way skulls look. I always like the really? image of a skull. And then this, this skull pops up. Obviously, because it's Amazon. It's like, here, buy this. And it's a skull you can put in a fire pit. Wait, so, how did Amazon know to show you skulls? It just like, it, yeah, out, some algorithm popped up that no, said, listening you, to yeah, me. listening to me, yeah. <laughs> and there's this skull that's like human size that you throw in a fire pit. And then I would say as a fire burns, <laughs> fire comes out of its eyes and, you know, sockets and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, this is perfect. Because like <laughs> we got like four boys live next to us. They're always over here with my girls playing. I'm right. going to say one day, like, this was the last boyfriend that came around. Yep. He's now burned in the fire pit. Um, so I bought that, and then <laughs> I bought a new English so, dictionary. Yeah, which, I mean, okay, an office needs a dictionary. I, I get it. Yeah, but it's not a dictionary. It's a, <laughs> it's <not>. uh, <laughs> you open it up, and it's got a lockbox inside. So obviously, if you ever break into my house, find the new English dictionary, because there's probably something valuable inside, but... <laughs> Like misdirection is like a, I, I like just like things that yeah. are just like are different that you think it's one thing. And we talked about putting like a, I think they're called like Murphy doors where, you know, my office was going to have a, a bookshelf, but it opened up and it was a door. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, I like things that you think it's one thing and then you find out that it's not what that's supposed to even be. Well, and, and I, and then you said it, um, I like misdirection. I'm like, man, that'd be a fun Topic for a podcast because I don't know. About. So there we go. So when I just I just googled misdirection because um, the only thing that I reflected back to you is like ooh, it, it, on a football field like the offense creates misdirection you know to create holes and gaps that the running back can run through etc. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, Iowa does Th- it doesn't you do it too rarely. often? But when they do, it's cool. <laughs> Yes, because we're like, it's something different. But the funny thing is, though, when they do do it, it works because they're not used to seeing it. And when it happens, it's like, oh, that's cool. And they usually get yardage out of it because 
nobody's expecting it to happen. So then, which is what misdirection is. Like you don't expect it to right. happen and then it happens. So people like me who don't know anything about football, but like to be armchair quarterbacks would say, do it again, do it again. But probably doesn't work next <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. It's like once in, a, <laughs> once in like a thousand plays, you, you pull that one. Um, it says on, on, on Google, just, um, I, I would look at your English dictionary, but it's not going to be in there. Yeah. The action or process of directing someone to the wrong place or in the wrong direction. Um, and, and then it, puts in quotes here, the deliberate misdirection that had put me off the track. Yet another one or another explanation is the wrong or inappropriate use or application of something, um, such as the misdirection of government funding. You know, I've, I've, misdirection. Used, I've used misdirection in training from the standpoint of saying something that you think is like being either motivational or... Um, you know, it, trying to be encouraging or trying to help them with a with something, and it completely like goes in a, a total different direction. Like it, it just sure. doesn't come off that way, you know, because of of how you said it. Like you had the best intentions of like trying to get you riled up or like fired up. Oh, something. so you're saying accidental in that case? Yeah, accidentally okay, from the standpoint of like I think we've, you and I've talked about this a little bit too. Like some, the words that come out of our mouth, we think are the right words sometimes. We think we're trying to help. And it's yeah. like, ooh, like, like what you just said, like totally didn't, it missed, missed the markets. It was totally misdirected towards something else. Yeah. Um, where, you know, I don't know where you want to go with, with that on, the, on this podcast, but um, no, I just, I, I like things that, you know, like growing up, I thought it was so cool. I think it was, was it Webster? The, he, he lived in a house and he had a grandfather clock that opened up and there was like this. Oh, well, you're talking about the TV show Webster. Yeah, back from, in the day. And that's where I think where I started to see things like that that I, I liked where it was a grandfather clock, but when it opened up, like it, it led to like a room or a hallway oh, yeah, or something different. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's cool. So then, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm. You just use Webster when you, like, Batman is all about misdirection. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, see, that's cooler than Webster. <laughs> yeah. So then there's that. But like, then I'm thinking, so then I, I started to research like, um, vaults behind pictures oh yeah you know just like things that are like are there i guess i I like that i I like things that are in plain sight but are hidden Hmm. and i I, you know i I like movies um what's that movie with nick cage where like they're treasure hunters and national treasure yeah national treasure where that's like the you know the the powers that be have all these hidden messages and things that lead to other things and opens this and opens that and like my house has nothing in it like for 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 somebody that's like totally into like into this, I have nothing because we had the best intentions of doing cool things in our house like like this, and then you look at it and go, oh, but then that door costs twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe yeah. I shouldn't do that right now. But no, I like you know the where the you pull the rug off the floor and there's a hidden there's a hidden room down below, or um, you know the two sided mirror that you're you know you're seeing if you have anything in your teeth in the mirror, but yet somebody behind it seeing you do that. Like just things that aren't supposed to be there, but they're there, but nobody ever knows. Do you know the cool thing about it is it makes you think differently. I mean, that's the whole concept behind misdirection is it, you, you started to say a few minutes ago using it in a training room, which is kind of a cool place to consider it. Um, that you like the, the people that really fascinate me, the great communicators, they'll tell you something They'll, or they'll open up with a line like John Acuff, who is a great author. He's a phenomenal speaker when he comes and, and he'll open up with something that just you don't expect. Like the first words out of his mouth aren't something about 
leadership or how to be great at business. No, he's talking about something completely unrelated. And then he uses that as the theme to illustrate his points, which are about business and are about sure. leadership or whatever it is. And then at the end, he brings it back and he ties it. So he's, he's a master of, of that. And I think what happens is, as a result, we, we are engaged in it because we're like, what the heck? Where's he going with that? Because there's a part of you, and, and the first time I saw John Acuff, it was the first time of knowing about him. I, I didn't know him. Uh, I'd never read any of his books or anything. And I looked at Beth, and I'm like, that was, that was brilliant. That was really, really cool how he did that. And, and so I think that's a cool element about using it as long as it's not a manipulative tactic. Oh, sure. If, I mean, because you could wield it to manipulate and be disingenuous with it. But but when you're doing it to to bring home or, or to, to change somebody's thoughts, like if you need to like kind of rock the boat, but without doing it in a um, what could be perceived as a negative way, you, you, you throw out something else out there that makes people go, oh, oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Well, and that to me is powerful. It's every really, really good movie that's based on suspense. Sure. Like you look at it and go, God, where is this going? Yeah. Like, is, is he the killer? Did he do, like, did he do that? Yeah. Or then you find out it was the mom of the son. It was like, where the hell did that come from? Like, that's freaking cool. Like yeah. it, it, it teases your brain because you think you have the answer to, to whatever that is. And through, you know, you know, like the seven different separations of Kevin Bacon thing, like everything's tied together. Oh, you yeah, you yeah. go, Oh my gosh, I didn't even see that coming. That that is genius. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think misdirection is with customers. Um, customers are it's beaten in their head that when they come into a retail store, the associate is gonna say, Can I help you? And the customer is gonna say, Nope, I'm just looking. It's just mm-hmm. that defense mechanism. I know I'm going into retail spot, they're gonna say, Can I help you? I'm gonna say, Nope, I'm just looking. And then there's the we're laying the groundwork of, okay, now I know that you're the sales associate. I'm the customer. Sure. I want time to think. And then the, you know, the best part is they come into our store and we say, Hey, how are you doing today? Nope. Just looking. And then they go, Oh, I'm good. Like, cause they're, they're triggered. Like their brain's telling them I'm going to say just looking. Cause I know that's the, my statement I need to make because they hear it in every other retail spot. Can I be find something? Can I help you? Can I be find something? Can I help you? And it's no, I'm just looking. No, I'm just looking. No, I'm just looking. And then you say, hey, how's the weather outside today? No, I'm just looking. and Because they're not even paying attention. They're yeah. just, they're wired that way. So then it, it gets their brain to kind of open up. And it's almost great because then they laugh and they go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then you like, you can, so what brings you in today? And you get them talking and that opens them up faster because their brain's not expecting that. And they give you their statement and it totally like forces them to stop, forces them to go like, God, I'm a moron. And then. Yeah, this is what I'm looking for today. Like, like the whole, um, that barrier of sales associate versus customer is kind of just, it's gone because you both laugh about it and it's all good. And then you, you, you go sell them something. You got to find ways to do that. And, you know, almost like not catch the customer off guard, but get into sales that way where it's not just the, the everyday coin term that most I, I love say. it. And you're making my brain think about actually retail and I'm, I'm thinking about shields and I'm thinking about grocery stores right now. So fairway fairway several months ago, maybe a year ago changed the order of all the food in the aisles. <laughs> well, they, it did, caused, they, did, they did all kinds of stuff change. It like caused misdirection. Changed, yeah. And to be honest with you, 
it was very frustrating to me. I was like, dang it, because I don't want to go shopping for groceries like I'm shopping for you know, something that's fun, like Christmas gifts, like Christmas gifts. Maybe you want to browse. Maybe you're not that person, whatever, you know, but I'm saying is when I'm, I'm at the grocery store, I want to get in and out. It's a chore. I don't want to goof around. And so now that it's changed and I, I can't find the peanut butter where I think the peanut butter is, I'm frustrated or I'm looking for something that's on the list. And my list was kind of organized the way that we go up and down the aisles, right? Well, now it's backwards, upside down, whatever, and it takes twice as long to get there. So you have to readjust. They will make they will they will make a claim that it's better. You know, I had several of the, the associates try and tell me, like, did you find everything you were looking for today? I'm like, no, I don't like the way you reorganize the store, to be honest with you. And like, well, it's really not that difficult. Like, we've put all the breakfast stuff, all the lunch, and, and I'm like, no way. That is not true because there was beer right next to this. Like you were filling a hole there. It didn't make sense to me. Now, let's flip and look at Shields. You guys, on my way into any, uh, I don't know, name name any unit. I like to go to the gun section. Sure. That was, that's always a section I like yep. to go to. So on that doesn't change locations in the store, and there's probably reasons but if for it, that. But if it did, it would blow people's minds because it's been that way since 1998. <laughs> sure. Like, and I hear it. I hear it in my story. God, you guys are always moving stuff. And... You know, but, but that's the thing is, so it's all the stuff that looks different on the way to get to the destination business units, sure. right? Yeah. So now I'm walking through there. It's like, oh, wow, there's, they have their winter stuff out now. You know, it's, it's 98 degrees outside and you got the winter stuff. Well, that's what, that's what it takes. I get that. Yep. And I think in that case, that's a really positive thing because people aren't going there typically for just a in and out. Like it's not really a chore. It's more of a fun thing when you're going there. And so you're creating misdirection, I think, in a good way. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, I, and I always laugh when people say like, oh, God, you always, you always change things. Now, they haven't met, maybe been in our store for over a year. And yeah, we had a huge remodel and we did this and we did that. Yeah, we've done a lot since you've been in here last. Yeah. So then you use that as a, so when was the last time you were in? Well, it was a month ago. And it's like, I'm looking back going, man, it, I don't think we've changed a whole lot in a month, but, but maybe, or... You know, like you used to have stuff over here and it's not there anymore. And then it turns into, well, it's never been there. So are you thinking of a different, like, are you thinking Des Moines? Because maybe Des Moines has it in a different spot. And it's like, no, it's there you go. It's your yep. store. Like, I mean, Shield stores look very similar, but they're run, like, the insides, they are different sure. if, if, you, if, you, if you notice that. But, yeah, you, you do hear the, gosh, if you guys just kept it in the same spot. Because they get in the habit of coming in and knowing right where it's at. So when they walk in and it's not there, then they're frustrated. I, I guess for me, I see it as a, I don't see it as an inconvenience. At the grocery store, it's a total inconvenience because that's just my mentality, right? So sure. we're all wired different. Well, and I think too, like, you know, obviously when we laid out our downstairs, we wanted the men's clothing together. We wanted the women's clothing together and the youth clothing together and have clear separation, you know. Um, you know, there were shops like the college shop that has both men's and women's stuff. You know, you don't want to have men's college clothing on one side of the store and women's college clothing on the other. So you have a college shop where it's, where it's all together, which kind of defeats what we're like the, the process. So we're kind of confusing customers a little bit where you do have a women's area, you do have a men's area, but then the college area, because it is kind of a unisex, it's all, in, it's all in the same area. Sure. So you're kind of telling customer one thing, but you're, you're, you're doing another. Sure. Not everybody can handle that. Like their, their minds are blown when they come in they go, I'm like, you just, you just can't leave things in the same spot, can you? And it's like, well, you have to understand our business has to change because our seasons change. 
you know, I can't leave. I would love to leave bikes full strength all year during the winter season, but I can't like bikes has to shrink down and get smaller because I got to bring cold weather coats out. Well, and it would only make sense that kayaks or things that are strictly summer yep. uh, would, would diminish in the winter, but then be more prominent, um, you know, in, in the For summer sure. like during fall. their peak yeah. seasons, yeah. You, you want full capacity. Right. Um, so then when you condense shops or you move shops to make more, you know, to drive traffic to different areas of the store, they just, they don't, they don't like it. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's why, you know, we fix that because we have people that are all over the place that can help direct and, and send people to places and show them where it's at. But, you know, even for me, like we did some, re- some moving stuff around, um, yesterday and today, and I've been, I was out of the store, but I was doing training at the training center and a customer grabs me and says, Hey, where are your bags for bag toss at? Yep. Right over here. Let me walk you over and I walk over and they're not there. I'm like, <laughs> Oh crap. Like literally they were just there. Let's see where we moved them. Sure. And I felt stupid because I, I missed it. You know, so like it, I, I do see when a customer comes in and they're, you know, they're, they're a loyal customer and they shop there on a fairly regular basis and stuff does change yeah. and move around. But, you know, as far as us making dramatic changes where we're completely just blowing up the downstairs and moving shoes to one corner and, you know, things over here, like during a remodel, yeah, it was a pain in the ass for the customers because we were blowing up areas of the store and moving stuff around constantly sure. to make things work. I get that. But long term, you know, ideally the women's shoe shop should should never move. The men's shoe shop should never move. Um, you know, some of those seasonal shops. But you guys have moved them. We have. Yeah. I mean, we we have. But we know, like, I think we have a good plan now where this is where they belong. Like, this, yeah. is, this is where they stay. Now, I would agree. As as seasons come and go, the shop does change. I yeah. mean, you have your summer sandals up front, and then obviously it's fall now. So you have fall hiking boots. You have fall winter boots starting to show up. Um, you know, as you know, sports season change. You have the football cleats up front right now. Well, now football cleats is now starting to go to the back of the shop because basketball is popping up right now. So, you know, the stuff does does move around, but it's not like we're trying to be, you know, keep the customer guessing and going, okay, we're going to get you today. Let's see if we can make you make you mad. It's like, okay, what makes the most sense when you walk into a shop based on today and the seasons, what does our customer want to see? And, it may not be football cleats because we're already in football. Like we're in football season right now. You know, there's something that, that you're bringing up in my, I'm just thinking about um, walking back into other businesses in my past. Right. So there were take mom and pop stores. For example, I used to work for a photographic retailer store um, retail in, in the Cedar Rapids area. And that store rarely changed. Right. It, it was a small footprint. There was a ton of stuff squeezed into a lot of like minimal square feet. And and so we looked really full. And that was that was actually kind of a cool thing. Um but at the same time, as the person that worked there, you would see certain areas not change. And they weren't high traffic areas. Like there was this little cubby spot that we had for years, and it was where darkroom stuff was located. So darkroom stuff enlargers and trays and all the things that, that you used to do to make actual photographs in a dark room. Well, as that began to evolve into digital, nobody was using that stuff anymore. Well, we still had some of that stuff. So guess what? It became a collection area and it also collected dust because nobody was there. Sure. So the cool thing with, you know, thinking about what you were just talking about is, is you always look fresh. You always look clean. You always look new. And and that's one of the nice things about the rearranging of, of 
shelves and counters and displays and you're, you're you know getting out the old thing and it's and it, maybe it was a pretty big structure inside there and you're getting rid of it and something new comes in you know the smaller footprint stores don't really have the ability to do that they don't have the budget to do that and um it can look stale so so i would think in a lot of ways it's a good thing i, I oh, guess i'm trying sure. to advocate that that the misdirection is i think is good it, i think it's it a drives great thing. interest you know, in sales and all that you're never going to see a sales rounder or a sales rack in the front of a dominant shoe shop. I mean, okay. you're, you're, yeah. you're going to see it's, it's, it's mixed towards the back because if you're looking for sale, you're going to, like, you're going to walk through the shop to try to, to try to find it. Um, you know, cause I also look at like sales stuff, which is appealing to customers. They, they want things that are on sale, but it's also, I, I look at it like a lot of mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes with buying that certain color, that certain yeah. you know, run yeah. of shoes, like you put them in the back of the shop. You put all your cool stuff out front. Yes. That kind of just draws you in. Yeah. I mean, think about walking downtown and all the windows of all the retail stores. Like they have cool stuff in the window that makes you stop and look in the window and go, oh man, what is that? And then that brings you in. You don't put a bunch of crap in your window. They go, what the hell is all that junk in there? Like you're, you're putting the fancy the new colors and the like the the new change of seasons and it's like the new basketball uh, shoes and the new uh, the new shotguns that just came in because it's it's we're getting into hunting season again like you you do that so it stops people you know like if you if we try to change out our, our mannequins on a fairly regular basis because you want to keep it looking fresh and new and it's like like, like you said that like it gets you to stop and you go, man, I like that outfit. Maybe I should buy that. Yeah. Like it triggers that reaction. Yeah. Maybe it's a different pose or yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just something that's different that forces you to stop your normal routine and get that. You know, I think of mixed misdirection in target is, you know, walking by women's um, bras and there's an end cap of antifreeze November. And you're like, <laughs> dude, that's freaking genius. Like, Women need antifreeze because they're caught. Like it's the season. Like they put it in a freaking just a weird spot, but they they have a full end cap of it, and it's like they it sells because they grab a bottle, they throw it in their cart, and, and they go. It's like it's misdirection from the standpoint of you're not thinking about that, but you walk by it and go, oh yeah, I should, I should probably get some antifreeze, or you know, yeah, because the men cleaner. are going back to the auto area to get that exactly, or or they're going to the auto parts store and they're not going to Target. Anyway. Yeah, so it's 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 basically putting something that you wouldn't normally see in a, you know, a truly, uh, like say it's the, the men's area of the store and it's something that's feminine. It may sound because, you know, the big, the big picture is most women buy clothes for their guy. So they're shopping in the men's department for their husband or for their boyfriend. And then you have a, you have an end cap of women's bracelets that we just got in their fashion bracelets. They may buy one of those. I mean, it's just, it's misdirection. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I like it. Yeah. Well, I like things that looks like a dictionary, but you open it up and it might have money in it. Who there knows? is a creepy, a creepy skull, skull two feet to the right. I'll be in my right fire now. pit this weekend and I'll pull the boys over and see who notices it first. I'm on social media. I want to see a picture. Yeah, of that. that'd be cool. So, all right. all right. Well, I'm Matt. And I'm Jim. We'll see you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Jim. And Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, 
give us a review and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.